Flim Flam. My co-host Wonko, she is here as well. Halfway through season three and it's all gone to hell. Thanks to Gabrielle. Or Xena, who can tell? This episode's weird. Everything's wrong. Why are we suddenly talking through song? It's straying so far from the straight and the narrow. We need someone who can interpret the tarot. Listener beware. Listener be brave. Let us introduce you to our friend Dave. Hey, friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was perfect. Flam said before we started recording, I've got a special intro this week, let me get through it. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Um, and then, <laughs> it was a problem. As soon as I've got fucking bite marks in my hand, I'm stopping myself from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> that was fucking brilliant. Like, we'll just stop now. Like, Thank you. There we, we go. <laughs> Right. So we are we are halfway through season three, um, and we've reached the 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 kind of landmark episode really the the bittersweet. So we have a, a radical change of direction, very very different from anything we've we've seen or indeed heard before. Mm. Um, everything has all gone to hell. Everything's gone to shit. Uh, we last saw Zena and Gabrielle um, burying, stroke murdering, stroke funeral pyring their respective children. I don't think um, Which was why last <laughs> last <laughs> week's episode was very short on laughs. Yeah. Um let's oh. let's try and make up for that this week. Yeah, we're making I've, we're I've done my bit. making up for it. <laughs> <laughs> Just taking a so, picture of the teeth marks before because like <laughs> by the time we finish and I get to show you them properly they'll have faded, but like seriously. Yeah. This <laughs> didn't <laughs> draw blood. Anyway, so, yeah, so it's a, a very different episode. Um, so we're going to, uh, again, we're going to approach it slightly differently, kind of um, as, as we did last week with maternal instincts. Yeah, I think that went, I think that change of direction went pretty well, actually. Mm-hmm. I've listened to that episode a few times. It's not even, it's not gone out live to our adoring fans yet, of course. But I've yeah. listened to it a couple of times and it's, um, I think, I think it was a successful experiment dealing with the, dealing with the episode sort of thematically rather than. Yeah. Rather than like yeah. chronologically. So that's what we're going to do today. And th- this is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons well, why we've invited also, our good you, friend Dave on. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you hadn't seen the episode and we tried to describe it um, chronologically, you'd think we were having a spasm of some sort. It's weird. It's weird, man. <laughs> anyway, Dave, would yes. you like to uh, introduce yourself? Yeah. Just, just say hi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I'm Dave. Yeah. Well, your name's yeah. not really Dave. No. Or is it? For this, yeah. Or is it? Well, or it's become it? Dave. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. become. Yeah. Um, like uh, Dave. Will your autobiog- autobiography be called Becoming Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should do. Yeah. 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 So you've heard us mention Dave before, and in fact, this isn't yeah. quite her debut on this podcast because she no. has provided music. For yeah. her. She's provided the soundtrack. She's provided yeah. liar music. Um, yeah. She is one of the disloyal fuckers we keep talking about who doesn't exactly. listen to our disloyal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, 
I was just thinking, as you were saying um, about the the previous episode, I actually, you, you told me to listen. I actually didn't. I fucking <laughs> That that is so on brand. Oh that my is, god! That's so Dave. Yeah, I didn't watch the episode. That's something. I watched. You the watched episode. the episode, yeah, mm. yeah. That is will it? help. Yeah, yeah. Watched <laughs> the episode and developed a fully like high level commentary on the tarot yeah. imagery. Yeah. Uh, so the, ever since I've I've wanted you to come on and do this, I've been hassling you about it for six months. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because you're the only person I know who knows anything at all about tarot. Yeah. And I knew that tarot was a big aspect of the, hang on, the mise-en-scene of this episode. Oof. Yeah. Such oh. a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, I can recognise or I can Google, oh, that's the fool, that's the hanged man, whatever. But these mean yeah. not, they don't mean anything to me. Like, it, I have no knowledge yeah, of it. Yeah, same. So. I, I recognise some characters i recognize the style of it but the the meaning of it and kind of the the depth of it i didn't didn't really get at all no and i was i was expecting no i was expecting like uh like just on other tv shows you just get like ooh the death card like a divination kind of thing but this is actually yeah this is like esoteric stuff so no this goes way beyond that so it's very interesting it was very interesting to see we're what five minutes in and we've already had the word esoteric (laughs) Dave, Dave is elevating this podcast yeah. in ways we could only dream of. Yeah, because yeah, normally we just speak in like monosyllables. Uh, <laughs> why is monosyllabic such Monosyllab- a long word? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. Okay, so going to do a quick, 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 very quick plot recap because I mean it will be quick mm. because there, as far as plot goes, there isn't any. Um, well. there's, there's a few minutes of plot at the beginning. Yes, there's a couple of minutes of plot well, at the beginning, I guess. I, I think not. The terror will oh, probably prove not. Oh. 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 Mm. Okay, well, as far as straightforward, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. Um, Basically, Zena and Gabrielle, they've walked off from each other at the end of the last episode, as you know. Mm-hmm. And they are now separate. And um, Zena's, uh, Gabrielle's gone back to the Amazons and Zena's gone to a snowy mountaintop, which unfortunately in the um, AI upscaled versions uh, of the episodes that we're now watching looks like shit. Um, <laughs> a lot of the CGI looks really worse, I think. I think it's because yeah. the rest because the rest of the, the visuals have been upscaled so so well yes. um, that the I think the CGI looks much worse by comparison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> that true. must be it. So the 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 snowy shot does look like shit, and a shot later when they've got CGI Gabrielle doing a forward flip also looks terrible. Oh yeah, that's dreadful. Yeah. So yeah. But other than that, beautiful visuals, you know. So mm-hmm. the first ten minutes of the episode are not in the musical land, and basically Ares is trying to convince Cena to go and take revenge on Gabrielle because he knows that'll be the final nail in the coffin yeah. for good then Cena. Have her back. Um. Mm. And Zena's gone mad with grief, and so is Gabrielle. Sort of, she's in a sort of like weird sweat purification ritual yeah, thing, sweat hut thing. Um, and Joxer's there for some reason. Um, Jox, Joxer comes out all right in this episode. Yeah, hmm, I guess. I think so. he's he's hmm. genuinely brave and noble in this bit. Anyway, yeah, and then yeah. gets his face punched in, which is good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not to like. 
<laughs> so um, the first ten minutes uh, are kind of like Xena going to find Gabrielle to take revenge on her and trying to kill her. Mm. And then there's um, the very, very infamous oh. Gab drag. Oh my god, it's savage. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It it's is brutal and it goes very, very on brutal. and on and on. You know, yeah. long-time listeners of the podcast, so not you, Dave, um, will <laughs> will know that whenever Xena does her pinch, I get my stopwatch out because I've got the pinch timer. <laughs> How yeah. long is this? You've got twenty seconds to tell me the thing, or you're, or you're die. How long is it this time? Mm. Sometimes it's up to seventy seconds. Just depends on wow. the plot. Yeah, um, that's Theodorus. Theodorus, the thickest neck in all Greece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so this time I timed, I timed the drag, timed the gad drag, and it is fifty-four seconds long. Wow! From beginning to end, minute. it's. I was. I was genuinely shocked all over again at yeah. the drag. So I remembered it. I remembered it being a thing and remembered people mm-hmm. being upset about it. I'd forgotten quite how many different terrains Gabrielle so Gabrielle's yeah. being dragged behind the horse. Is it Argo? I can't I don't it's believe not, Argo would have... it's not Argo, that's the okay. thing, right? She comes yeah. in on Argo, fights the Amazons and then jumps yeah. onto another horse to run off because Argo wouldn't have let her do it. Yeah. You know? Mm. Yeah, we've seen Argo Saying, you know, noping refused. out of that kind of activity before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so she gets dragged through uh, across a beach, through stones, through fire, Yeah. bounced off rocks. It's horrible. It's there's really, it really water horrible. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Through, there's a shot in this that I genuinely think Mill Gibson stole for The Passion of the Christ. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bit where the is rock it, flies it, into the camera. It's a crucifixion bit later. Oh, uh-huh. right, okay. Well. <laughs> now there's a bit in the Passion of the Christ, like fucking trigger warning for gore here, where they're having Jesus is being like whipped with like basically a fucking cat of nine tails with hooks on the end, yeah. and like a big lump of his flesh leap flies oh, out and fine. flies into the camera into your oh, that's face. Horrible. Um, and like the, this in the gab drag, there was a bit where she hits a rock and the rock flies into the camera. Yeah, you know. So I think Mel Gibson you know is a thief. Do you know what? I- I really liked Mel Gibson until now, and now I think I don't like him. <laughs> really, <laughs> this is what this is what tipped the scale. <laughs> so yeah, interesting commentary about the gab drag, right? Which yeah. is well, basically, nobody who, no one involved in it really got the full picture of what it would be like until it was finally made, until it was yeah. until it was done. None of the, neither of the actors really knew what it would be like because it, yeah. it was obviously Gabrielle was not actually Rooney O'Connor was not actually being dragged. It was like uh, sometimes it was CGI, sometimes it was um, a model like a, a dummy, stunt you know. gap. stunt. No, not even a stunt person, like a dummy. <laughs> oh, you know, <laughs> you know. Oh, um, oh that's crashed um, dummy. <laughs> yeah, uh, and like I think uh, I don't know if Lucy does all her horse riding, but I think in the the long shots anyway, it probably wasn't her. Yeah, riding the horse. Um, the director, uh, like, I don't know if the director knew what it would be like, but like the producers didn't really know what it would be like. They were they were sort of envisioning something shorter, I think, <laughs> and less. So everyone was a bit surprised. Everyone was a bit surprised when they saw the final thing cut together at how bad it was. I think it was mm. not really quite intended to be that bad. Well, but I yeah, think I think the terror will will enlighten that a little bit. 
This is going to be your response to everything. everything, (laughs) (laughs) The tarot will enlighten us. Yeah. 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 Make it less bad. The other thing, the other thing, Wonka and I were talking about this episode the other day, and and. Um, I think you said when you watched it as a kid, obviously I didn't watch it as a kid because I was a, a whole person by then, <laughs> but um, you're watching it as a kid and there are two instances in this episode where the word bastard is used and those were censored. Yeah. yeah. And this savage and abomination this was a... wasn't. It's like, yeah. no, this is fine. You can you can show someone being dragged to, to the brink of death. <clears throat> Just yeah. don't say bad words. But you can't say the word bastard. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe they let them get away with one bastard, but not the second one. Like, okay, it's like you know how back in the day, um, in order to get a a twelve rating for a movie, you could have one fuck. Yeah, Uh, these days you can have quite a few more fucks than that before they make it a fifteen. And I know that because I sometimes show movies in class, and I'm like a twelve, that'll be safe. And then there's fuck this, fuck, fuck, fuck everywhere, and I'm like Jesus Christ. So it's getting to the stage where twelves are. That's me. Yeah. Um. It's getting to the you're stage like Marta, where you're like Martine McCutcheon. You go, fuck, I said shit. <laughs> I said it again. What a twat. Yeah, it's getting to the stage where you can't show a 12 anymore in a classroom full of 12 year olds because you, you know, it'll be too yeah. sweary. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> Back to the point. So, Xena yes. um, is trying to kill Gabrielle at this point, obviously. I think that the, the brutality of the gab drag anyone in the real world would have been dead by the time she got her to the cliff yes um, yeah. but Gabrielle yeah. is not only not dead but she is well enough to kick Xena in the side of the head yeah. but it's, okay. that's why it's not it's not real see that's that's mm. what the terror will point out I think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's already the bit okay. that's not real Do you I think, think so because ah, those producers yeah, have directly contradicted that sorry the producers after well, in interviews after the fact have directly contradicted that that the the non oh, the unreal part they, starts after they fall down into the oh, water. Well, well, I don't know. Dave says they're wrong. Dave yeah, says they're that wrong. Doesn't make so... sense to me. Zena, <laughs> <laughs> of course, it doesn't make sense. No, no, no true. Yeah. So, anyway, quick quick question, Dave. Had you seen this before? Have you watched? I have, but like Zena like before? twenty years ago or something like that. And I was in a room full of like stoned male students who were like not very happy about like feminism and and that sort of thing <laughs> so yeah and and I wasn't happy about the whole hope thing so I I and the, and the whole rift thing so I, I only yeah. watched like bits and pieces from very far away through like a group uh, of stoned okay. students <laughs> and, okay. and after that I've seen bits and pieces of songs but never like the whole thing so yeah yeah so it's first proper watching really cool oh. yeah and it was brilliant, wasn't it? It was. It was yeah. very brilliant. But you yeah, seen it years ago now. Yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's. Re- it stood up so well. I remember when it first, and I hadn't seen anything quite like that before. So it was kind of really out of the blue. And well, what's what's happening? Um, and I thought it was really cool. And I bought the soundtrack. And um, but I was kind of a bit cringy about. I was a bit embarrassed mm. about liking it. And then we'll we'll talk about other shows with musical episodes later but but something came out and I thought oh no that's much better uh, and now I don't think that's the case I think this is, no, this is awesome it really is yeah yeah you gotta I definitely was like when I heard they were going to do a musical episode back in the day I was like oh no that sounds awful oh oh no what yeah. um uh yeah you gotta kill don't kill you gotta no what is it don't kill the cringe, kill the thing in you that cringes, or something like that. 
you gotta oh. you get um i don't know that's some has, has the tarot told you this yeah <clears throat> no <laughs> no well it's gonna <laughs> uh, yeah i think you'll it. find it has yeah <laughs> i've become over i guess just over time become much less much less insecure about liking yeah. cringy things yeah no um, such thing as a guilty pleasure yeah that's right uh and yeah. i enjoy musicals like yeah. stage musicals and film musicals um i'm not one of these people that's got oh it's so unrealistic why are they singing um i'm not one of those twats because i do actually understand the purpose of musicals which we'll discuss later hang on let my corn cob pipe out (laughs) um (laughs) so yeah anyway so they go they fall gabrielle pushes Zena off the cliff they fall down into this magical land of illusia which is all tarot imagery which dave will explain to us and music yeah, everything you know all the important important uh, parts of it are done in song yeah um and through the course of various songs uh Zena and gabrielle come back together and stop hating each other and are this begins begins the process of healing the the rift you know because like the whole first yeah. half of the season it's been chipping away at their relationship until it reached its nadir dory's last week thank you and <laughs> And now um, they have to change direction and start building them back up so that yeah. so that the tragedy of the season finale hits. Yeah. You know, spoilers, there's going to be tragedy in the season finale. Just wait. <laughs> yeah. So, like, for the, the next... The, the back half of the season is all about rebuilding them, yeah. which we'll see in next week's episode as well. So, fun times. Anyway, so that's the basic plot. Yes. Zena and Gabrielle go to a magical land, which was created by Solon, by the way, if that wasn't clear. Yes, we discover that at the end. Yeah, that's word of God. Solon created it. Someone said to Stephen L. Sears, how did Solon have the power to create this magical land? And he said, shrug, the power of love. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow. Yeah, my favourite Star Trek word, somehow. Somehow. Or that's also yeah. my favourite Star Wars word. Somehow, Palpatine returned. What a line. <laughs> yeah. What a line. This it's like a line that just disregards six movies that came before. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that's pretty nice. Okay. In three words. He just like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, we were going to talk about um, the music and the songs, yes. and we're going to talk about um, how Zena and Gabrielle's relationship is sort of like improved through the course of this episode. Um, yeah, you know, give Dave a chance to talk about the tarot and how we're all wrong about our yeah. interpretations of the episode. <laughs> yeah, um, and then we're going to talk about just musicals in general and like how cool musicals are. And yeah. I think that was a I think that was more or less the the topics for this week. So. Uh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite of all the songs? Oh, tricky. Um, the the one that I've remembered most clearly is the one I butchered in in my little introduction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I lied. That one. Yeah. Wore a mask to cover my deceit. All that. So I I like that. And I I one thing I had forgotten was that the line at the end that that the love of your love is you. Yeah. And my God, the discussion that. <laughs> 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 invoked in the fandom 
I mean, it's canon. Not it's canon. Yeah, of course no, it is. Yeah. Not but but yeah, all of all of the all of the songs are pretty good, and and we'll we keep saying we'll talk more about this later in the episode. No, let's talk. They about all no. do a specific job. They're they are part of the storytelling. They're not this plot plot plot. Let's sing a song about that. The the song is the plot. Yeah. The the, the songs are what drives. Yeah, the yeah. action and the and the and the progress. Yeah, it's, it's quite so a, quite a bit like like opera, really, more than musical, yeah. almost. Yeah, it's like an opera, well, or like a good it? musical. Or like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the distinction. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I think yeah. that is the distinction. There's got to be a yeah, yeah. Uh, there's got to be a reason. Yeah, yeah. it's not like um, like there's another musical episode in season five, which mm. is uh, liar liar hearts on fire. And yeah. that is not anywhere near as successful as this because that's just a, a jukebox musical, isn't it? Yeah, mm. yeah, completely. Um, it, the, the songs are just there to give Lucy something to sing. Yeah. And that's what I... I think when I was a kid, that's what I was really worried this would be. It's just, oh, uh, Lucy Lawless can sing and her husband, mm. future husband, I don't know if we're married yet, future husband wants to showcase her singing ability. Yeah. Uh, but I think they did have other, you know, more reasons. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that um, I read somewhere that every... Everyone in the main cast was dubbed except for Lucy and Kevin Smith. Kevin, yeah, yeah. Um, although Willa O'Neill, although she wouldn't be considered main cast, I wouldn't say. Uh, yeah, that, that was, was her. that was her actual voice. Um, yeah, and she talked about how she'd been how she'd had to like audition for the singing role, and I'm yeah. like, okay, and this and the and they let you sing after you'd auditioned. I feel That's bad about really that because mean. she's not. She wasn't. Great, wasn't great though. <laughs> she wasn't great though, was she? <laughs> no, but it, she was, it was right for the. It was right for the part. Yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be discordant. Yeah, it was supposed to sound like it was off key. It's deliberate. Just wasn't polished. Yeah, this peasant village girl from Nowheresville, Podadia. Um, so. so one one of the things I really liked about the storytelling is the, the the symmetry in it. So they both Cena and Gabrielle, though, apart for that first part of the musical mm-hmm. part of the episode, and they each have a a tempter, yeah, uh, and they each have a guide, and they each have um, a, a chorus yeah. of of people trying to to pull them in. So Zena yeah. has. Aries tempting her. She has Callisto guiding her through this, whatever all of this is, and she has the warriors, the Zuna, Zuna. <laughs> yeah. Um. And there's a there's a direct opposite to that. So, um, Lilla, uh, Gabrielle's sister, is is goading her on to go and take vengeance. Joxa, uh, of whom more later is her guide, and she has the awful villagers. <laughs> they are and awful, the, the, aren't they? Yeah, and I, the, they're they're kind of cool. One of the so the symmetry, but there's also kind of opposition in that the warriors are very upfront about come come and kill, killing's fun, get get rid of the blonde and take over the world. And the villagers are saying we love peace. Go and kill Zena. We we love peace. Just sit here and everything's <laughs> lovely. But but go and kill Zena. Hmm. So there's there's a duplicity. That is yeah. kind of in in discord with this very sunshiny, bright colours, rustic loveliness. But they're actually saying, just just go and kill your friend. Yeah, and then and then it's also um, mirrored in the in the latest scenes as well, like um, with the haters, basically, right? And yeah. and 
and what were you calling him the tormentor no yeah oh, the who, who, hootie the dementor yeah, <laughs> yeah being, being the guy there basically yeah yeah and and Solan being there the the uh the one. yes yeah so so it's it's a really lovely i don't know how you call that but like three three way symmetry basically yeah 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 that that cool. is a really that song you're talking about the war versus peace song yeah mm-hmm. that's a that's a really uh i don't know i think it's just, it's just a really good song because like it's mm-hmm. like all the best musicals like you know les mis when they all at the end of act one when they all layer over each other you know one day more yeah and all that yeah. and that's they're doing that right and it's um, yeah. if you listen really carefully you can actually hear what they're singing and I, I, I didn't realise that there were actual words in what the villagers and the warriors were singing until like yeah. last night when I listened to, listened to it really carefully mm. for the last time and like when they're doing that last bit as they're both walking towards the doors the warriors are singing and the villagers are singing over each other that the warriors are saying you've a child you must avenge it is time to take revenge yeah and the villagers are saying, when hope died, she freed you. <laughs> and mm. it's really spooky. Wow. It's spooky. Yeah. But like the whole, like the when she comes into the village and it's all like, la 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 la. And then you get the, when Lila's singing and you get the, the change in tone. And the yeah. giving her the scythe and all that. It's really spooky. It's sort of like Children of the Damned, you know. It remind yeah. the mood of it, it reminds me of, um, do you know that short story by Shirley Jackson, The Lottery? No. Okay, well, it's a story about a little village um, and everyone's going up to take a piece of paper out of a thing, out of a a tub, uh, and it's a lottery. They just say the lottery. Um, But Uh there's a sort of sensation of creeping dread through it and Mm. no one seems to want to win. Uh, Um, And at the end, it's, it's revealed that the person who wins is their sacrifice for the harvest. And oh, the stoner today. Yeah, it's get, it immediately started getting that <laughs> volcano day kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the set yeah. design of that bit as well, I think, is really cool because it's constantly reminding you that it's not real. Um, yeah. Like you get a long shot yeah. of Gabrielle in the village, and you can see there's a roof on it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's the the unreality of it is being constantly emphasised. The other thing that the 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 introduction of the villager song really reminded me of. And that there are some quite funny lines in there, say so, uh, things like in 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 Potadir, nothing changes but the time. You won't even change your mind. So there's this <laughs> very small town, and it really reminds me of in Beauty and the Beast that opening song. Yes, little town, it's a quiet village every yeah. day, like the one before. Yeah, and it's it's peaceful and rustic and blissful, and Belle needs more. Yeah, yeah. Because there must be more than this provincial life, and and that's <laughs> Gabrielle as well. And then I thought, oh my God, Zena and Gabrielle, it's Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah. Oh my so God, is, you're right. This episode is Beauty and the Beast. When wow. did Disney's oh. Beauty and the Beast come out? Let me investigate because it wouldn't be the first. Oh, is time it another? The, is it another? <laughs> wouldn't be the first time the Disney company had stolen. Dave, <laughs> you won't. You won't know this because you don't listen to the podcast disloyal fucker yeah <laughs> but there is an episode from season one called the prodigal that is literally a bug's life right Ooh. now the xena episode came out years literally. before a bug's life Ooh. i swear to god it is a fucking bug's life right you've you've come round to this haven't you flam oh yeah totally yeah uh, so I get I'm, I'm you like have to Pixar. Say that, don't you? <laughs> she has no, actually. It's true. It's true. Okay. Oh, okay. You have to watch them. Pixar okay. most definitely stole 
the yeah. plot of a bug's life from this episode, <laughs> the prodigal. Okay. I'm pretty okay. sure Disney's Beauty and the Beast came out in like 1994. So this that is- sounds because I remember we we watched it. So 95 uh, was my final year at university, and, and our household was obsessed with Beauty and the Beast. We watched it over and over again. I love and one of our housemates Beast. really looked like Belle. Oh. Yeah. I, I love that. That's one of my. Hi, Liz, if you're listening. I think you're not. I know. <laughs> I think Beauty and the Beast is my favorite of the Disney like classic era. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, well, that's my that's my groundbreaking insight for this is, episode. It's actually cool. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. I think you're right. That's the vibe I got off as well. And I think that the the shots of the women doing the laundry, I think that is actually lifted directly from. Oh yeah. Well, I think that's a, a proper homage. A little tarot thing as well. Like um, uh, Gabrielle comes in as as strength. Um, I think that's the card strength, and mm-hmm. then she's dressed as such. And then Zena is sitting on the ground just having murdered the other Gabrielle. So she's there, the beast almost. Yeah. yeah. So that could that is nice. Mm, that is yeah. a nice juxtaposition there yeah fabulous cool cool so i really like that song we talked about sorry okay i was gonna say what was your favorite song? yeah sorry i really like that song i uh i've got like particular lines that i like in all of the songs like i really like kalisto's opening song Mm. um and uh i i was after i watched the episode with dave i was just like texting her from memory all of my favorite lines yeah So like from that one, uh, like I don't know if it's a lot. It was quite a lot of lines. Um, Mm. uh, for that one, I don't know if it's just the lines or if it's the performance as well from the singer that they got in to be Callisto. Um, it's the line, uh, "All consequences are your own creation." Uh, I I really like that line because I think that sets up the episode really well. So I really like that. That's song. nice to hear. For, that's nice to hear from Callisto as well. <laughs> Would you just listen to yourself? How ironic! <laughs> yeah, of course it's not Callisto. Yeah. Is the point? Like none of these people yeah. are who they look like. No, no. Um, and I like. Uh, I I appreciate in the the villager song that they found a way to rhyme Potidia. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nothing, nothing rhymes with panacea. purple. Yes, is in Potidia. Yeah, love it. Panacea. Yeah. <laughs> That's classic stuff. That's a ten dollar word as well. Uh and I the, I really, really love the duet. Um Yeah. Well, I'm saying duet when they're in the big tower thing and they're be- and they're they're doing the arguing and the echoing. Oh yeah. I don't know if that's a duet as much as it is a da- as a, a sort of like response. A dialogue. Yeah. yeah. I, I really love Zena's line. I think it's so she like fucking chills. Um, because of you, my child is dead. His blood is on your hands. Um, and she blood is on your hands. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. And like she's so, like her eyes. She's like flat. You know, she's she's acting the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technical term. <laughs> yeah, and then their that's actual from, duet. Uh, advanced drama school. That is. Yeah. Then their their actual duet. Um. When they're she's on the cross and Gabrielle's oh, on the, the yeah. altar thing, and the, I love and that. They yeah. they start to for the first time sing and sing the same words, yeah, and harmonize yeah. with each other instead of just arguing back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will say about I mean, like all the singing is really good, obviously competent, competently done. Uh, in some cases, more than competent. Like Lucy Lawless is a fucking 
outstanding singer. Yeah. Um, the woman that they got to be Gabrielle's dub mm. does not sound like her at all. She's very good, but like the one who the woman they got to be Callisto's dub, I think is yeah, really, very convincing. A really more good match. convincingly sounds like Hudson Lake's real singing yeah. voice if she could sing, which she clearly can't. Otherwise, she would have done it herself. Um, <laughs> but the woman who does Gabrielle's singing voice, it doesn't really, unfortunately, doesn't actually sound like Gabrielle. So like. You I have to just accept that. I think it was the first really time. Wrong. Once you, yeah. For me, I think it was the first time, but like, once you're used to it, it's like fine. But yeah, yeah. that's the one one slightly downside of the whole. Yeah. Of all the same. I'll tell you what really, really pays off in spades with Callisto is we, we mentioned, uh, I think, sometime last season that Hudson doesn't act anymore. She's a yoga teacher and yeah. a yoga. She's a yogi, basically. Yeah. And boy, that pays off. She's she's so <laughs> bendy and flexible, and that and that works so well with this version of Callisto. You know, at some yeah. point she goes into a, a crab, which I I could yeah. never do it at school. Certainly can't now. And, but she's she's so she's so bendy. She's like a not quite real person, which yeah you know, works really well for this. Yeah. Don't get day started on crabs. No. My God. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, honestly. Well, like, we will. We will get we will we will get, we will get to those crabs. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the just the other thing about um singers, I had one of those moments that I get occasionally once or twice a season when we when we see Aries just being Aries, we see Kevin Smith. Yeah. Just the perfection of it. He's a beautiful man. He's a really charismatic <laughs> actor. He can sing, and I just—I had this moment of being so angry with him for dying. Yeah, I thought you yeah. were just yeah. so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Who's the one mm. man who could have turned you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> turned you. And like yeah. at the 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 dancing scene with him and Lucy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that it's... sort of slow tango. I'm not. Of... I'm not into that heterosexual lifestyle, as you know. But that is sexy. <laughs> It's very sexy, yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it's True. just every time Xena um and Aries have a scene like that, yeah. it just so highlights how it's so low, seductive how, how little chemistry she has with most of her male love interests of the week. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, like uh, fucking what's his name, Ulysses and oh, Marcus, God. the worst one, Marcus, like. There is nothing no, there. Man. Ulysses is, was worse. That's fucking dry as the Sahara Desert. That. Evocative. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah. like with with Aries, man, like you can really see it, and the song that he's singing to her at the same time. You know, you can. It's it's seductive as fuck, yeah. uh, and it's like with now that Gabrielle's gone, ding dong, the bitch is dead. What a line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, remember when Margaret Thatcher died and there was this campaign to try and get that song to number one? <laughs> yes. I think we got it quite high. I bought it. I was I was really cross about that because I'd always said, gen- you know, quite genuinely, when my time comes, I I want Ding Dong the Witch is Dead to be played at my funeral because you know I just want people to laugh. <laughs> um, I'm such a people pleaser. <laughs> I know I'm dead. Yeah, laugh. Please laugh death. at me. Please laugh at my joke. Um, and I can't have that now because it's tainted. Tainted by Thatcherism. Yeah. yeah. That is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Anyway, 
So, um, so this this whole episode is about getting Zena and Gabrielle back together, right? Because like we talked last week yeah. about how we were like, how the fuck are they going to fix this? Like it felt it felt at the end of last week really, really yeah. like unfixable. It's so it's know? so broken. You yeah thing. There's no kintsugi. There's no <laughs> sticking this back together with a bit of gold. Uh, yeah, gold. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? Um, that they needed, like you said, they needed some sort of outside intervention. And um, yeah. we were talking last week about how that was there was a sort of like um, classical tragedy element to the yeah, episode, yeah. and then this is another, I think, um, sort of classical Greek drama. Yeah. This is the Deus Ex Machina, isn't it? Oh, nice! <laughs> you have you are coming up with all the terms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so like some saying, Deus Ex Machina. It can only it. be so long before we have a canted angle, surely. I think there's a lot of canted angles in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in honour of Dave, shall we call them Dutch angles? Yes. Triangles. <laughs> triangles. triangles. <laughs> Dancing triangles yes. is what we have. Although, I say in honour of Dave, but like I actually looked into why they're called Dutch angles. Did I tell you this? It's not good. I, I don't yeah. know about Dutch angles. You have to explain to me. I well, basically, a, a canted angle uh, or Dutch angle is any angle that is not a 180-degree shot. So Skewed. if you tilt it to the side, tilt the camera, that's a canted yeah. angle. Oh, okay. It reflects and, in a okay. turmoil or yeah. danger oh, or a, a sense of wrongness. And oh, it's, it's used quite a lot in Xena <laughs> to indicate Craziness. Yeah. Okay. So lots of lots of Callisto. Disequilibrium. But um the reason it's called a Dutch angle, Dave, is because of racism. Because uh yes. <laughs> because yeah. the British were at war with the Dutch for so yeah. many years. And it's more um, xenophobia than racism. What, okay. Are the Dutch a race? Whatever. <laughs> um, the Dutch can race. Not maybe. really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, it's because uh, the British being at war with, with the Netherlands for so many years it, and uh, a lot of words have entered our language that are Dutch this or whatever to mean something negative or crazy. Yeah. Like Dutch right. courage. Yeah. Um yeah. you know, or going Dutch, yeah, that's a reference Dutch. to your famous meanness. Yeah, well, that that is actually true. Dutch courage, we don't need. That's just, that's just that's, fact, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the Dutch angle, um, it was called that because it was fucked up. You know, it's like this is yeah. a wrong. This is this is all screwed up and wrong. So we'll yeah. name it after the worst thing we can think of: the Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought it had been invented yeah, in good. the Netherlands. I thought that's why it was called a Dutch angle, but that's not. No. Right. <laughs> so. No. No. <laughs> Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because the Dutch courage thing is also that we don't need that to tell the truth, basically. No, you really sure don't. fucking don't. <laughs> no, they're fearless. Absolutely fearless. Yeah. If, if none of your listeners are friends with yeah. a Dutch person, you really should try it. It's very good for puncturing your fucking ego. <laughs> <laughs> I try to be nice. You are. We're, you're we're... one of the nicest people we know, Dave, but oh, you don't. You're actual, you're actual nicest woman in the world. Yeah. <laughs> But you're so Dutch. But, but then punctured. But you don't hold back, you know. It's, so no, it's, it's good no. to have important in, puncture, doesn't it? Yeah, in our in our chat group, someone will say, Oh, we should do this, this is a brilliant idea, let's all do this. And uh typically that's Wonko saying, Let's do this. Uh, and everyone else goes, Yeah, that's a great idea, or yeah, let's let's see if we can do that. And David goes, No. I no. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Basically, Pingu. She's Pingu. Yeah. No, no like, I do not want to. 
The worst example yeah. of this was when she visited us, um, and <laughs> uh, went to. We were we were we went out and we stopped at a a cafe to have something to eat, and there was a little <laughs> gift shop next door, and I yeah. got her a present, which was a uh, like Scottish Scottish boiled sweets. <laughs> I was like, "Here, Dave, I got you a present," and she just gave. She went. I, I handed it to her, and she went, "Nope." And I want no. You don't actually get to refuse a present if you don't want it. You can give it away, but like you don't actually get to give it back to me. You're in our country now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. We can't give presents back either. But you can refuse them before they're given. No, no. When someone gives you a present, you can't just say no. Sorry. And she liked them. She fucking liked them in the end. Oh, I love them. Yeah, Yeah, but but you've been you've been buying me food and all sorts. Yeah, but you were a guest. That's, you have to understand how our culture works. Yeah. You were a guest. You, you'd be a so we need to understand how Dutch culture works before yeah. we go over, because I suspect... Yeah, yeah. If we ever go <laughs> to Netflix, make back. sure you bring a lot of money because you need to pay your own way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Marigos will come back completely flayed. <laughs> as flayed as Gabrielle after the gab drag. Oh, no. oh fuck me. Um, oh, anyway, no. so yeah, this Deus Ex Machina... So let's get back to the point. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This Deus Ex Machina was, um, reminiscences. Uh, you know, almost, almost literally God. You know, because it's like it, it's. Um, Dave will talk about this a bit more, but like the the, yeah. the voiceover and stuff. It's like it's it's ripped, stolen from Jewish mysticism, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So uh, okay, okay. The um, I assumed it was more from the Tao. No, no, it's Jewish mysticism. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Okay. Dave told me it was Kabbalah. Which yeah, is, related. Yeah, yeah. Related. Which I know yeah. less than nothing about. I know Madonna with a red, yeah. red string on her wrist. Red string. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know, get that part. No, I don't know anything about that. So, if any of our listeners do mm. know any more about that than we do, feel free to write in. No one ever does. I always say this every week. Write in. No one ever does. It's fine. Um, yeah. So they needed that. They needed some sort of external. Um. Thing that would force them back together because I think that yeah. you know if that was if that was a real it obviously none of this is real it's obviously it's a story if this mm. happened in real life if your child was killed because of the negligence of your partner you would that would be a divorce wouldn't it I mean like you're not going to stay together um mm. so tricky yeah. yeah it would be a tricky one wouldn't it but <laughs> um but the point is that Zena and Gabrielle have a a love that lasts beyond space and time and it's more important than piddling yeah. little things like children yeah. like dead children know that <laughs> <laughs> children dying oh yeah. my god but yeah um no but even mm. solon wants them back together he's like don't divorce because of me mums yeah you know <laughs> oh um, yeah yeah and i think but i think um what's interesting about the way the relationship progresses in this episode is that um it's quite obvious that neither of them actually hate each other that that's it yeah and, um, and they hate each other because they love each other. Yeah. They're, they're in this nothing. Obviously, it would all hurt, but as much as it's about the the death of the children, it's about betrayal. It's about mm-hmm. and the words that keep coming up are "you lied, you lied to me." Yeah. Even right at the end, mm-hmm. when they've sorted all this out and they've they've both said, "Oh, I lied about this, I lied about that." At the very very end, when. Hootie the Dementor is revealed to be Ming Chen, yeah. and Zena can't go through the the, the veil, the, the waterfall. Mm-hmm. She gets burned because there's still one lie that hasn't been exposed. There's one 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's all about catharsis and there's still tension yeah. because of Ming Chen. Yeah. And still, Gabrielle d- does revert to Mumsnack Gabrielle at this point. <laughs> you, you lied to me? It's like, this is what the last hour has been about, Gabrielle. <laughs> Keep uh, up. Yeah. It's like yeah. my, it, does, it just did remind me of my mum a little bit, you know. It's not so much, it's just the deceit that I can't stand. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I've just died of shame. <laughs> Self-loathing. <laughs> My mum's been dead seven years and that's her voice. Yeah. She, wasn't, she wasn't even this Scottish. This is what all mothers oh are like then. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I have to go to therapy now. <laughs> so yeah, wow. that's a really good yeah. word. That's a really good word for it. A friendly, a nice Greek word there, catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Right, okay. So, yeah. Yes, I, I am this... very intelligent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that the. Um, well, maybe we can. Maybe, maybe I'm introducing a bit of a future segment here, but like, I think this is why the fact that it was a musical is made it, is what made it work because it was. Yeah. It had to be condensed so much. Yeah. Um, and I think that the, that's why the musical format works really well because if you're familiar with the visual and oral language of musicals, yeah. if you see what I mean. Um, yeah. the, 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 emotion, the emotions being condensed and being dealt with in song form, it kind of heightens the, it kind of heightens the unreality of it. Do you see what I mean? It kind yeah. of like... Um, and, there, and there are some real set pieces in this mm-hmm. when you look at good musicals, and I say musicals that where the, the songs and the music drive the action rather than responding to action yeah yeah there, there there are these real set pieces uh there there are these kind of um exposition expositiony bits where callisto's explaining what kind of explaining what's going on and that and that has to be accompanied by lots of visual stuff uh, and it's a getting xena getting her bearings and being utterly bewildered by what's going on there are things like the the villagers and the and the warriors the war peace war peace um yeah all, all those and they <clears throat> there are these real set pieces of setting up tension of uh, really goading to a crisis point that oh, I hate you I hate you and then the the, the echoey yeah. scene mm. and then the kind of the catharsis of really getting to these dreadful points where the the crucifixion and and the altar scene and then these these moments of of resolution and that's reminding me the altar scene I think my most awful 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 moment in this whole episode is we think we've got so far with it and then we go on to a next step we kind of think we've confronted what the issues are and then the the spinning chakram window in the sky thing opens and the tendrils of flame come through Mm. yeah and take gabrielle by the ankles and she's and it's just this one line which says not again. Yeah. yeah. Not again. And it's yeah. oh, that just got that really got me. Because you got yeah. you you uh, when we did the the deliverer, I think that was you were much more upset by the Dayhawk stuff than I was. You didn't even watch oh, it's, it. It's, you couldn't even look oh, at it. It's so awful. It's yeah. so, it's so horrible. It's so t- taking away all power. And mm. she's absolutely impotent to to resist it, but fully conscious of what's going on. It's yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, they're oh, both horrible. they're both put into their least powerful and 
forced yeah. back into their the moments of their the biggest trauma of their life, aren't they? Yeah. Yep. In that bit. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, that not again. Yeah. yeah. Ch- chilled oh. me. Yeah. 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 But and then, it's like But then the response is better, right? Like like Zena actually now holds on, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's trying to hold on. That's just what I was saying before about how it's obvious mm. that despite they're angry at each other. They actually don't mm. hate each other deep down. They really don't. Yeah. Like when yeah. Zena uh, is goaded into killing the 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 false Gabrielle. Yeah. Her immediate response to that is not the try. It's sort of like we talked about with Callisto last week. You think you get what you wanted, but it's not. It's not triumph. It's just ho- being like you've just been hollowed out instead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then um. She's genuinely bereft. When she's holding what she thinks is Gabrielle's body, and she's like, "I killed Gabrielle." Yeah. Then the real Gabrielle comes in, and then like the face she pulls is actually—it's almost funny that actually the the wee face she pulls is sort of like, "Ooh, you killed me." Ooh, you know when Zena's like, "Uh oh, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> well, this Ladies. is awkward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But, but again, so, it's I, th- I think Gabrielle comes across as quite hypocritical yeah. over the last few episodes and to, and to this moment because she she comes in and sees. Uh, Zena holding this kind of phantom Gabrielle says, you, you killed me? It's like, Gabrielle, moments ago, you were marching towards Zena with a big fuck-off scythe. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Swinging for her. Of course she killed you. I would. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess. But, um, but it wasn't <laughs> the real Gabrielle that went further with the scythe. That's the point. No, that's true. Hey, listen, there's, there's lots of things. Let's talk about tarot because that that scene reminded me why was gabrielle wearing crocodile skin breastplate <laughs> don't know if that's tarot i suspect it is but look we got D- dave's here for a reason <laughs> i brought you here for a reason <laughs> so yeah talk tarot yeah talk tarot so um, um basically new, we need... new segment let's talk tarot let's talk tarot yeah and and like I said, it's like it's high level terror. This is stuff that usually in like esoteric groups and stuff, you need to be like initiated in order to, to to get to this level. So it's it's yeah, yeah it's quite a lot. But Are you revealing the secrets try. of the magic circle? I, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, I didn't say any vows, so that's that's fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, and that, that's probably also why it, it's not talked about on the internet very much, but. Because I didn't find this theory, but I'm quite sure it's it's correct. So, but we'll see. Okay, carry on. So, um, so the tarot is is basically like a a deck of cards, right? That's used yeah. for divination and stuff, but it's also used for uh, self development or to understand the universe and that sort okay. of thing. And that's actually how it's used here. And um, so it's it's basically it's in in two parts. Like you've got the minor arcana cards, fifty six of the cards. Okay. Um, that's not used here at all. So that's just, we can disregard that altogether, okay. yeah. basically. Um, yeah, and then there's 22 cards of the, the major arcana, and that's what, what's being used here. So they they are the sort of typical tarot cards. So, um, the ones that you see referenced in lots of pop culture yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so those 22 cards, they are basically yeah. numbered 0 to 21, Mm-hmm. Um, so the fool is the first one, zero, and then the world is the last one, twenty-one, and then um, they are basically associated with like lots of um, mystical traditions, like the I Ching and and that sort of thing. They are sort of connected to each card. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And also then the, the Jewish mysticism is also linked to each card um, yeah. through the means of the Hebrew letters. So each card is also linked to one of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet, basically. Okay. So you've got then um, the, the zero card is then connected to the Aleph, like the uh, Jewish A, basically. Yeah. And then all the way up to the to the world card, which is then um, linked to uh, tough, which is so so the whole um, Jewish alphabet is then um, corresponding to one of the cards, basically. Yeah. And so by doing that, you sort of can use the, the tarot cards as um, as a means to also access that whole um, spiritual thought, basically spiritual mm -hmm. realm. And basically, um that is how it is connected to um one of the well, no the eldest eldest is that as a word the the most oldest, ancient oldest. Yeah. sorry oldest yeah the oldest yeah the the yeah. most the most ancient um Jewish mystical text which is called uh, Sefer Yetzirah and it's it's a little booklet like a really tiny tiny booklet like yeah. um uh, it used to be probably in a in an oral tradition like because um, mm -hmm. it's got a lot of repetitions in it like um, it says like for for example like oh there's seven double letters so not six not eight it's seven remember yeah. like yeah. that sort of thing right yeah yeah and um, it's it's a it's a tiny book like a, like not very much information but it's it's very impactful like yeah. it's uh, it's one of the texts that's most quoted and most used um, in esoteric circles still um, and it's it's basically it's the it's the book of formation is is what it's called, mm -hmm. and it's from probably from around um, the start of the well like Christ sort of thing around that yeah. era like mm -hmm. uh, like um, zero what is that yeah. Yeah. zero CE <laughs> basically yeah. around yeah. that time like either two two ages before two centuries before or two centuries after but it's most likely around that time that it was written down anyway yeah. and people believe like. Um, uh, Jewish mystics believe that it was actually written down or like um, received from God by Abraham, actually. So they okay. think it's even far, far more ancient. But the, yeah, the clues are that, that it's been written down at least um, around the time of Christ, basically. Yeah. And it's a book of formation about how it's, it's basically a manual of how God creates reality basically and so it's it's a bit different from genesis because genesis is sort of like the creation of the world but then from the perspective of us like yeah. the people that are created and this is sort of with intellectual distance so this is like um if you if you were god basically and you were creating reality how would you go about it so it's like like an actual technical manual and it and it uses the same thing in genesis that that language is actually used to create right Okay, is 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 it still understandable so far? Yeah, so, yeah. so it's it's it kind really of interesting. It has a commonality with that in the beginning with was the word. Yeah, and exactly. it's yeah. that that link between exactly. Yeah, John. Yeah, it goes right through to to nineteen eighty four, doesn't it? To um, controlling yeah. the language that people use and therefore the yeah how what your mindset is yeah. capable yeah. of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so so um, in in the uh, Sefiyetira. It's actually the the letters, the sounds of Hebrew that are spoken, and they speak reality into existence, or it is used yeah. to speak reality into existence. Oh, C.S. Yes, and... Lewis stole this as well. Oh, the magician's <laughs> nephew. Yes. He had Aslan 
he had Aslan singing Narnia into Sings, existence. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and so this episode does the same, in, in my opinion. So um, mm-hmm. uh, one of the concepts that is being used, or the concept, I think, that is being used here is something called the cube of space. So it is, um, in the Sefiyetsira, it's described like how um, God basically speaks the Hebrew letters to, to make a cube, like literally, to make right. three-dimensional oh, space. Oh, now you... Is, is this the thing you posted a we can put it on twitter yeah. you posted an image of this and it looks yeah. i swear to god it looks like the meme of that of the woman trying to do maths <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. we'll, we'll 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 treat that from the yeah from i don't twitter. know if, yeah 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 okay, i don't know if that's that. the if that's the exact right one i'll have to have a look at it because there's mm. several versions of several um this book has been um like uh written down a lot over the yeah. centuries and um has in in the middle ages basically people tried to link it to um texts other mystical texts to make it link up yeah to make it fit but um yeah yeah, so basically the one that is used i think in this episode is an earlier version so it's before they they tampered with it in the middle ages so so how's it applied to the episode yeah can we look at what the what the cards and the characters are yeah ask you about this cube thing actually is that yeah do you think that is why um all of the sets they they deliberately show you the ceilings so that you can see i think so yeah yeah Yeah, exactly yeah 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 that's that's exactly what i think and also um what you will see in the well what's important to note is that first um god basically well in this in this sefiatira basically um first talks about the three dimensions so he first sort of says up down like mm-hmm. that that's the aleph the that's up yeah. down and then you have the the x axis basically the, the horizontal axis from yeah. north to south is um the mem card which is the hang uh, the hanged man which is a jockster in the episode yeah. right yeah. and then um then you also have the the z axis which is um uh the uh, what you call it ming chen basically no. Yeah, yeah, the judgment uh, card. Yeah. So that is uh, those those three cards are basically the axes of the um, of the cube that That's are spoken into existence, yeah. basically. Yeah, um, because what you can do, like, and and then you have also the sides. You have got six sides to the cube, and then also the center, which is also considered a side in this uh, particular book. So that's it. That's a very interesting notion, but we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that. But you've got center and and six sides, basically. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you have the edges. So then you have the twelve edges, and yeah. and with that, um, in some esoteric traditions at least, they use that meditation to sort of create an inner space um like in inside yourself like you have to if you want to work at yourself you have to sort of confront your demons basically but then you have to go inside inside yourself you have to first create space for that as it were mm-hmm. so so you have the the fool uh, like the fool card is basically just very much in the present like you you sort of disregard the past and fear of that or your ideas about the future you just are with what whatever you are with Right, at and the in time. in this episode, is Callisto is the fool yeah. card. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and she basically only reminds Zena of who who she is at the time. It's it's very interesting because it's also uh, she speaks these words as well, right? Aleph, I am. Yeah, right. Yes. She speaks these words. Yeah, and and she also gives Zena the kiss of life. It's associated the yeah. fool and also uh, Aleph is associated with um, air, with the breath of life, ruach, mm-hmm. and so she she 
yeah, she basically represents that very beautifully. And then you've got the um, uh, the hanged man, Jockster. He is uh, he represents like you have to first also completely look at the problem from a different angle. You have to sort of let go of your own ideas, but you have to like mm -hmm. see it from completely a different angle. And then yeah. um, you've got uh, Ming Chen and that whole tormentor thing that is all about um, judgment. So that is mm -hmm. atonement, forgiveness. So you have to also be able to forgive yourself in order to uh, create space to forgive others, basically. Yeah. So th that's the dimensions of the inner world that are being spoken into. <coughs> That's almost, mm -hmm. almost word for word, isn't it? That um, forgive me and find out that you can't remember the tune. Exactly. You'll be able to forgive yourself too. Yeah, yeah. the tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and also Callisto's song at the beginning is also all about that, right? It's just, it's the same thing, but then from the from the yeah. first dimension spoken. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's very interesting because um, uh, basically Zena is is at the center. Like the the center card is um, high priestess. Mm. And so she's being made the high priestess by uh, by Callisto in that. In That's that when she has thing. the kind of the crescent moon yeah. headdress. Yeah. yeah, and the cross on her on her um, uh, on her it's chest. A sword, basically, isn't it? she has a sorry. It's a sword. Is it a sword here? Oh, I, yeah. thought, okay. I thought it was a sword. But I mean, it's in the shape oh. of a cross, obviously. Like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. It, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting, actually. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. In other tarot, it's a it's a cross, but oh, that's interesting. That's a cross. Mm -hmm. And then also a sword in in case of Zena. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So she's basically the the self that. So I think what we're seeing is um, actually just Zena's inner psyche, basically. So yeah. she's the self that is that needs to try and forgive herself and make space and all that. Mm -hmm. She's trying to come to terms with everything, and through coming to terms with everything, comes to terms with uh, Gabrielle as well and her her own. Um, yeah, the the debt right that she has to towards um, yeah. Gabrielle and also um, her guilt towards Solan, mm -hmm. basically, yeah. And I think because I I said like probably the first scenes are already not real um, in the sense I I think that yeah. So well, like if the producers say otherwise, but <laughs> because uh, well, Gabrielle is already uh, uh, totally horizontal in those lines in those. Uh, scenes right she keeps being horizontal she, she's like mm. horizontally in the sweat hut and then she's being yeah. carried out by uh jockster and then she's dragged by xena through all the elements by the way right she's fire mm. water fire uh, yeah. water yeah um sorry yeah so she yeah. goes through through all the elements um horizontally so she's already the the x axis basically huh. And then also Zena is the is the y axis already. So she yeah. right when she's holding her up and yeah that sort of thing. So I that's think that's interesting. It's already, yeah, and it and that comes back with the altar scene as well, right? With the devil yeah. scene yeah. that is yeah. yeah, right. Then she is um, vertical as well, like and and Gabriella's lying down. Yeah, hmm. it's funny you think Joxa so. would be the y axis because so often with Joxa we just say why. <laughs> <laughs> So he must be the Z axis, the the Z axis, because the that's the other option. Is the, oh, it's Doctor again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, what is one. what is certainly true is that when they leave Illusion and go back to the real world, Gabrielle is not injured. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So because she's oh god, cut and bruised and oh she was fucked and, up. Yeah. 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 But the, yeah. all that is gone. Like there's no sign yeah. of it whatsoever. So no. she's like she's like. Um, a and E on a Saturday night in yeah. in Holby. 
yeah 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 and so yeah. basically what i think is is happening is that already that's sort of terror but not really in the inner space yet like xena is not able to to access that yet and and Ares is goading her basically like saying like a goading her sorry basically saying like oh um why are you trying to do all this um what was it what what did you redemption say? like yeah goods, blah, blah, blah. yeah 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 it's all gabrielle because it is because xena can't not confront herself because gabrielle her love for gabrielle makes her gives her the, the absolute need to confront herself she mm. can't walk away from it because yeah. of Gabrielle, I think. And that's really beautiful in the first scene as well with, with Callisto uh, being the fool. And, and then they have the wheel card, which is basically the bottom side of the cube, which is very interesting. So then you have okay. the like the, the y-axis and the bottom card and then yeah. Xena in the middle, basically. So you've got that whole yeah. um, axis um, there. And and on, on that card, you have um, the, the Hindu gods um, making the wheel go round. The representations of them they are walking on the wheel and uh, yeah. like uh, you know the little sphinx thing like walking yeah, on the, the wheel sphinx, and stuff. the lion the snake and the oh, yeah the those those three yeah no well and then you've got those four um event uh how do you call that in english evangelists yes i was thinking I thought, that I thought, was, I thought it was going to be because it's yeah. the 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 lion the eagle and the bull the bull yeah and i was waiting for it to be the man but it wasn't yeah. it was the no it was well gabrielle, it is though because that's really where gabrielle appears yeah that's where gabrielle appears and that's really really very poignant because that that's still when when xena is basically in one dimensional space like yeah. in her full in on in her grief of the present still mm-hmm. and really thinking like oh it's completely betrayal and and whatnot right and revenge and and mm-hmm. still at that moment gabrielle is basically her one true witness to her humanity Mm. which is what matthew represents why he is seen Mm. as a because it's matthew the the yeah yeah. he he is basically represented as a man symbolically because he saw the humanity of christ he described that as a witness Uh so that is what what's being shown here like gabrielle is the witness to to xena's humanity even uh, like her psyche recognizes that even Mm. in that depth of pain basically can we have one of our traditional asides here if i interject let's talk of the evangelists um when i was at so when i was at school a secondary school my brother and sister have been at the same school and um a lot a lot of british schools have this system of houses not Mm. not your gryffindor and stuff but that you know that kind of thing (laughs) and there were eight houses and they were all named after constellations then when I was in my first year at the same school that my siblings had been to, we had a new headmaster and he was very upright, very traditional. He wore a gown to assembly, which was unheard of. And he was um, very religious. He was a devout Christian. And we used to laugh at him because he took assembly seriously and did all this God stuff. And I remember saying, oh, God, it's only a matter of time before he just gives us four houses and calls them Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. <laughs> he fucking did, didn't, didn't he? <laughs> he well. He did, he didn't. Well. He did condense them the eight houses named after the constellations into four houses and the f- <laughs> he got rid of capricorn he got rid of aquarius he got rid of cancer and i forget what the other one was but what he kept was aquila which i was in which was the eagle orion the man cool. leo and taurus he kept the fucking evangelist wow. <laughs> Wow, and I realised this beautiful. after I'd left school and I really wanted to go back and say I know what you did 
<laughs> but unfortunately, he had died traumatically in assembly oh. in front of the whole school. So oh, no. <laughs> Which was oh, awkward. No. But yeah, anyway, cool. back to the tarot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, but that, that is for me, that was like, oh, I got chills all over when I realised that part. Like, oh, that was so, that's so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we get a little aside on the edges, then we, we walk on the edges a little bit with, um, and that, that was, that's the, the crab, right? The cancer uh, is shown then, because all the, yeah. all the edges basically have also the zodiac uh, related yeah. to yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So you've got um, cancer for the chariot, for example. So when, when Zena is in the chariot, she has this, a crab um helmet on to to show the cancer of that um of that oh, card okay. the association with she that got so, so that was about the crab she saw the crab yes yeah. yes because that is <laughs> yeah 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 anyway yeah got very excited about it yeah, yeah. it's beautifully crab. done as well that was yeah. a crab yeah yeah, like, yeah. and you're yeah. obsessed with crabs anyway because of that soul crabs thing oh yeah yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, don't you remember the soul crabs? It's like I uh, the goose of enforced soulmate. Wow. No, yeah. this is from a long time ago. Like it was the most. It's a Tumblr post, but I, I I put it in the chat because I was like, this is the Davis post that I've ever seen that wasn't written by Dave. Remember, it was about remember, imagine if you had what was it crabs that represented your soul or something, yeah. uh, and like you, it, the crabs could either go around helping people or it could snip them. It's the, yeah. that's the part that I like to the snip yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. imagining a little crab snipping at someone's um, Achilles tendon that's exactly yeah. what I, in my mind went straight to that as well. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yes, and so. and so um so then like um Jockster is then the 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 ex axis basically so he's the the helper of um of the Gabrielle um part basically in yeah. in Zena's yeah. story so and Gabrielle represents um the feelings the emotions the empress card so she she brings the feelings in and um and then Jockster changes into the magician when he flips around basically is the magician card and that's so so um Gabrielle is the north side of the cube and then the south side of the cube is is Jockster so then mm-hmm. we have that whole uh, axis and then you have, um, of course, the the scene between between the villages, like the with the chariot and and yeah. um, the emperor and the lovers, and there's all all these cards. And then um, it, it's it's quite beautiful as well how they have the lovers is basically um, Ares and Zena playing that out, but at okay. the same time there's there's Gabrielle there the whole time as well, and like yeah. like as soon as um, Ares basically. Uh, disappears as soon as he he goes like oh the the witch is is dead and she's actually like look I I don't actually like that I did that but I don't actually enjoy killing her at all I, right I need her actually and then yeah. Gabrielle comes back as the strength guard mm-hmm. so and then and then obviously then they go into the tower um, and, with all and the, the, the columns and the echoes that yeah well yeah. the the one before actually because that's actually okay. then the moon card already but they the the um, how do you call that the lightning flash and yeah. Um, oh yeah yeah and then you see a tower from the outside but the whole yes it, it's applied that they then enter the tower and the tower is really beautiful because that sort of represents trust like they they need from that moment on they need either to trust each other like yeah, yeah. or they or they die basically trust or bust yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, they have the moon 
uh, thing where they where, where Gabrielle is basically she need Zena needs to actually talk with Gabrielle instead of to her because otherwise mm, yeah she just gets echo back her own she gets an echo of her own thoughts back instead of actually um being able to grow well I think this so is what I meant earlier when I said this wasn't a true duet because they're not singing with each other they're singing no to each other to, and this is why yeah. it doesn't work because they they don't it's listen to there's each no... other they're singing at each other at each other yeah projecting this yeah. kind of yeah they're both negative... just yeah they're both just yeah. um like letting their pain come out you know and like that yeah. that's not yeah it needs to come out obviously but like that's not they they don't listen to each other you know no and then you can't grow basically so mm-hmm, so yeah. you need to expose your your subconscious and actually talk your wounds lie other. naked yeah. to the world Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then they go into the devil card, right? With uh, mm-hmm. with uh, and and traditionally, it's it's very interesting. Could traditionally they would both be um, chained to the alt- altar block, but then on either side, not on top of the altar, but on either side. Mm-hmm. And so, but now Gabrielle is is horizontally chained to it, and then Zena um, is is uh, crucified. So so Dayhawk is the devil card. Yeah. They are. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, of course, then uh, the the Z axis comes in with uh, with the tormentor basically, that, and and he has this this snout of a of a trumpet, which is yeah. why uh, representative of the judgment card, the atonement okay. or the forgiveness. Yeah. So, and so that whole thing, that whole part is about the forgiveness. Yeah. And then in the end, you have also the the star, I think, with, with the water between them. So that's sort of. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or, or temperance. I, I'm not entirely sure which one of them it is. It might be temperance, like the, the one side and the other, that they are divided, but they need to understand that they actually, they, that they, yeah, together they are one whole, yeah. basically. But mm-hmm. yeah. the forgiveness needs to happen before that. Yeah. So I, I've not been keep keeping a tally. Does, does it feel to you as if every card in the... Yeah, except... Ar- Arcana yeah. is there's, there's yeah, no, I think they they must be, but I can't recognize all of them because they yeah. they've used um, references of different tarot sets. Uh-huh. So they use a couple okay. of them that are very very clear um, of yeah. the the most famous tarot set basically. Yeah, and yeah. they are very um, as you call that archetypical basically. And then yeah. there's a few where I think maybe they've mixed some together, like they took a couple of them together. Yeah, like uh, Ares, for example, seems to be both the Hierophant and the uh, the Emperor, but I'm not sure. And then Gabrielle is sometimes like Temperance and um, um, Strength, and yeah. it, it seems to be in the same in the okay. same dress kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, wasn't there one that one thing that Gabrielle was wearing that you said actually meant hope? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that star outfit. Yeah, that yeah. that's actually hope. Yeah. Hang on, I yeah. just need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is. Uh, and that won't, yeah. be the, won't be the last time we see hope in the guise of Gabrielle. No. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and basically, then the end card, the all the way in the end, is very beautiful. They they have the world card, so that is the world or the universe. That's the then they are back. She basically has. Um, gone through the transformation basically right yeah. she's forgiven herself and therefore is able to uh, make peace with Solan as well and, and yeah. with Gabrielle obviously then hopefully also in real life 
but then they are lying on the beach and they are surrounded by seaweed which is sort of the image of the world card like there's there's like oh, greenery okay. around but normally that is around one person mm-hmm. so this is really another indication of their the, their bond basically yeah um, that they they together they are like a whole person because they're so the inside they yeah soulmates. exactly exactly it's like yeah you, you can't interpret that in any other way yeah in my opinion yeah yes yeah so basically i think this whole episode is about like creating that inner world and then creating yeah. space to to yeah. fight your demons basically and that's what I, I think it's brilliant it's like like they take storytelling to the absolute extreme back to the yeah basically the formation of of how to create a reality and also yeah. like to the depths of the psyche to to really make that, that so work. cool yeah it's it's, yeah. it's cooler and much more cleverly crafted than i it thought is. it was and yeah. i thought it was a really really creative way to yeah resolve all the all the the issues and the tensions and the dreadful stuff that's yeah. happened and and there's there's stuff that so i i think one of the things we're going to talk about is how musicals can do things that um, kind of more realistic storytelling can't do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but that that adds a whole level of depth to it. So watching it, I yeah. always knew it was tarot, because particularly because of The Hanged Man, that really, really strong yeah. image. Yeah. It's a yeah. very, very famous image. Um, is, there, is there more you want to bring out well, about that? About now, the tarot. That is, now that you mention it, that that is also the hanged man is um is the letter is mem and that stands for water and he picks Gabrielle out of the water and interestingly mm. as well what I think is interesting that the basically the the fool gives Zena the breath of life but when Zena is actually of that in that moment horizontal and the hanged man picks up Gabrielle out of the water yeah. and that's vertical. Yeah. So then they they are for a moment changed like they they yeah they are sh- shot into each other's world for a moment there, so yeah, that's good. yeah very interesting. And then um the Shin so card deep. the the judgment card like the Min Min Cheng oh, sorry Ming Chen yeah. yeah yeah um that is fire actually is the element there and he he keeps being like he has all this fire around him all the he time he does and mm. and when Zena tries to go through the, the waterfall yeah. she, she gets burnt yeah as well. and that's yeah. that's another thing as well that's why I think we really only see uh, Zena's inner world and not some sort of shared inner world or anything because um, she's actually hurt like she um, she kills Gabrielle but then Gabrielle is back again and uh, yeah. doesn't seem to hurt basically but she's actually hurt by that division between them and yeah. and she instantly knows what that means. She instantly she she doesn't need to guess like oh mm-hmm. is that Ming, Ming Chen? Yeah, no, she knows it's no it. good. It's Ming Chen. No, yeah, yeah. That that's yeah. still between us. Yeah, or be, yeah. yeah, between herself forgiving herself mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. yeah, that's still between them. Yeah, there's like yeah. layers on top of layers on top. Oh of layers yeah, and here, I haven't man. talked about so half of it. I think, yeah. but wow. yeah, it's really very good. Yeah. Like all the See, details in the in the clothes and and yeah. Just oh yeah, the frock really tarts well. had a, we have a... To... frock tart. <laughs> just everything. So, Dave, you won't know about frock tarts because no. famously you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she won't even listen to this one. She won't no. listen. To it. <laughs> probably won't. So, so frock tarts is is basically wardrobe. It's costume design, but just everything about this episode, apart from a couple of bits of CGI that don't stand up to scrutiny, yeah. what is old and a lower budget. But 
the costume, the wardrobe is phenomenal. The uh, the scenery, the, the the props, the the musical crafting of it, the cinematography, just everything is so beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you think this is twenty five odd years ago, how shit it could be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And it didn't win any awards this episode. Like that's it should like what the fuck is wrong with people? It was Travesty. nominated for two Emmys for two of the songs, and it didn't win. Yeah. Um, the the year that that was the year that the a parody song about the Betty Ford Clinic from The Simpsons won this the this Oscar for the best original song, and it's like, mate, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, and yeah. like I, I I think there are people who don't like this episode, and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah. you? Like, uh, the genuinely, if you like Xena. And you don't like this episode. I don't. We are on different planets. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know who you are. You know. Like... Yeah, but just also, just, <laughs> just if you like music or if you like well tarot or if you like storytelling, it's yeah. it's brilliant. It's just yeah, even as a standalone thing. Like, I like mm-hmm. if you don't know Xena at all, but you do know the tarot. If you watch this, you get exactly what they are about. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. And like, it's, it's so if, good. If, when you so don't what, know the tarot, you, like us. Um, you get. Yeah. I think yeah. you get a lot of this from get, yes. from the 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 songs and the you know. And I th- this is what yeah. I uh, when I'm teaching media to kids, I'm like the good thing about media and why it's so easy to interpret for a lot of people is because you're generally given the same information in multiple modes, exactly, so like you're being given yeah. the same mean pushed towards the same emotion through yeah. visuals and sound and um, dialogue and you know everything. Yeah. You know? Generally, yeah. and then when whenever you've got a a, a disconnect between uh, one mold and another, is it always very interesting? Yeah. Mm. You know? Anyway, which is yeah. again is is the villager song. Yes. Yeah. I think does does that particularly well. Good old villager yeah. song. Um, oh, I was going to say something. I wonder what it was. No, it's Did gone. I, I would like to touch upon one one little thing as well, like uh, terror wise. There's mm-hmm. also a, the part where with the village, village yeah. and uh, and the other people. There's this door between them, and that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. The the empress, the card empress that Gabrielle is at that moment. She um, oh, the, the the steps go up to this doorway. Yeah, and she yeah. she opens that door. Zena never opens that door. That door is opened for her by Callisto or by uh, Gabrielle. But basically, yeah. the Empress um, in, is is Daleth in is the letter Daleth in in uh-huh. Hebrew, and that means door as well. Mm. So she that that's very interesting, and also the the chariot in some esoteric traditions anyway also stands for the consummation of marriage. So that Zena wants to be in that chariot to to rush to Gabrielle also. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my God! There was only one chariot. <laughs> notice in the credits and Wonka you're often better at scrutinising the credits than I did was there a tarot advisor? No no no, um, no one credited with that no one credited yeah. um, I'm, to the... I'm astonished to hear from, from Dave how deep the knowledge yeah. of that is that doesn't some, sound like someone you know, in some production... script room monkey does it? No man someone <laughs> in that production knows a shit ton about the tarot obviously Yeah, and wants yeah. to include it according to, uh, according to interviews I've read it was um, Rob Tappert's uh, or is it Bob? He calls himself. Anyway, Robert Tapper. It was his. He was put. He was um, driving it. Wow. So maybe wow. he knows a lot about the tarot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, it it does. I mean, I mean, all his other 
like the, the whole story arc etc is also very sort of archetypical right he he mm. uses storytelling really well so that's probably part of his craft as well like yeah. the, like one of the reasons also why you probably understand a lot of the tarot without understanding the tarot is that it's very sort of human it's our story we've been doing that for centuries yeah. right it's yeah it's yeah so the archetypes are already established very well so within all, us yeah. all all human experience is distilled into these 22 or yeah. you know, however many yeah yeah that's why representations. they they yeah that's why they kind of work for divination as well if yeah. you go that route yeah when you when you were talking about it uh, I think one started talking about it and you know and and also saying this comes up in things things like the the I Ching and lots of these different yeah. modes of divination really made me think um and let's hop fandoms again to his dark materials because it's the alethiometer mm. Yeah, has that same thing yeah. of we've got these symbols they have multiple meanings when you combine them with other yeah things and there's a spiritual or some sort of spiritual psychic mental energy that you bring to it that yeah kind of can help determine what those interpretations are yeah and yeah. in that universe the historic materials um universe we see different ways of that working different ways of that divination mm. happening and in lyra's world it's with an alethiometer for um mary help malone, malone. yeah um it, she uses the i ching so it's this, it's that same kind of yeah. channeling something spiritual and esoteric through yeah. some physical artifact some yeah. physical man-made artifact yeah cool yeah. cool yeah so i think maybe he he is using that for more storytelling within Xena, probably, yeah. but not as obviously yeah. as in this episode. Yeah, yeah. But I think they needed to take it to the extreme. Like you said before, they needed to take the storytelling to the extreme in order to fix this, because it was unfixable, basically. Yeah. Yes, they needed yeah. a, a real like break from reality, because like, if you think yeah. it's about Xena, is that it's not... Xena is not realistic. It's not intended no. to be. Xena is like... No. Um, it, it's mythical, and it's camp. Yeah. And it's you know yeah um it's, it's camp it's camp mythical fantasy yeah yeah, yeah. stuff isn't it? um yeah, yeah. Uh, and like the when the the rift arc kind of does as we talked about this before when they when we went to Britannia how it changed the feeling of the show and the direction of the show um yeah uh, and really forever uh which I think obviously the show needed because it wouldn't have lasted so long um yeah. although you did you know that they only ever intended to make four seasons. Oh, I um, yeah. No. Um, I think that may be why season five and six aren't as good. <clears throat> uh, but um, <laughs> it became pop. It became so popular they wanted to make more. But I think maybe mm. um, their original intention was uh, their original intention was just to have four seasons, and it was going to end how season four ended. That was how it was going to okay. end. Um, so yeah, but um, then they they changed their minds and made another two. But um, anyway, mm. so yeah, I mean, I think the show needed because like, I think season three is like among fans and at least when it was airing it was not popular no, people were like what like is it. this this isn't the show i like this is dark and yeah. twisty and like xena and gabrielle are having fights and like don't like it but like for me from the perspective of like the storytelling and yeah how it deepens it changes mm -hmm. and deepens their relationship i think for me this is like the best season yeah and i know yeah. that that's no one's going to agree with that probably like i know my friend dapper will not agree with it <laughs> when, when she listens to this she'll be like how can you say season three is the best one um she likes the later ones those are the ones she remembers best like mm. but 
Um, yeah, I think I think the later yeah. ones are interesting. The the kind of travel element mm-hmm. of it, and the uh, particularly the idea of in theory that the story has been about Xena finding her redemption, and and uh, after this point, it switches over to how Gabrielle is going to find mm. a way to be in the world. Yes. Mm. So yeah. she's she's looking for different spiritual journeys yeah. and you know different different ways of coping with the the world that she's in. Yeah, I guess that's the arc of season four, really. Like Gabrielle's yeah. the driver completely yeah. of season four and how she's yeah. how who she's going to become. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's interesting. But um, I think as well one of the things that not to speak for her, but Dapper, you can correct me in in furious WhatsApp messages when you listen to this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that one of the things that Dapper likes more about the later seasons is how much more explicit they got with the relationship and how they just stopped bothering to uh, hide it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah. like, what I think Dapper's favorite episode is when fates collide. Ooh, and that, that is... is my favorite as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah, even, I think despite this episode, yeah, yeah, this, this well, is now a firm second, but that who, one is my favorite. Yeah, who can't love when fates collide? But I mean, I like know. it, you could. I think that is like as explicit as they could possibly have got like it's yeah. not they're not even remotely attempting to hide the the fact that they're no. in love and soulmates and all that you know yeah yeah so but this episode anyway. too i mean i mean yeah the tarot just doesn't lie about it at all it's yeah like, it's all there no. so this, that's it isn't it it's a subtext you know and yeah. that's the yeah. that's the layer underneath the obvious layer yeah and it's there for yeah. us right so yeah you know. yeah no true yeah. yeah but undeniable anyway yeah this is going to be our longest episode of season three. Oh, easily by Sorry. far. But there's so <laughs> much to talk no, no, about. No, no. There's so much. <laughs> I, and we could we could just keep going. Yeah, kids yeah, yeah. will after we start recording. Half of it, like the costumes and and like all yeah. the details, like apart from the crap helmet. But it's it's really very detailed. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And all the all the little yeah the little implications of why they put one scene in front of the other and and all sorts. It's beautiful. It's really yeah. it's a masterpiece. Really? I really hope no one's yeah. recording fucks up. Oh, <laughs> I've oh, jinxed that God. now, haven't I? Imagine yeah. if Dave's not actually pressed record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's it's recording something. Okay, that's know. good. Yeah. And it's still yeah, going. Mine's still recording something. Mine too, right. Right, okay. Well, cool, 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 cool. But we can still delete the files. I mean, no, fuck yeah. Dave, 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 Dave. Don't say these things. I won't, I won't. I have um, done all these things in the past. Yeah. Have. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh dear. But yeah, so I think we kind of touched on it before, like why a musical was necessary, like the purpose of musicals, you mm-hmm. know. Um, what I've heard, I've heard this said before, and I think I agree with it, is like that musicals, um, you sing when you can't, when you can no longer speak, when there's, yeah. when words, when your words have run out, like when words can't fix the problem, you know. If I yeah. may quote Emily Sandy, I want to scream, I want to shout, I want to sing till the words dry out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's what this episode is. You know, they've got, they're so broken yeah, that yeah. Um, words can't fix anything, can't fix the thing anymore. And I think um, a lot yeah. of the other shows that have had musical episodes, the successful ones, yeah. Have been in that same mold, right? Yeah. Uh, and the unsuccessful ones, I think, have just been a gimmick, you know. So, yeah. like, example, I'll give you an example of what I think is a successful one: the Buffy musical. 
totally. Uh, once more with feeling, um, which yeah. a lot of people will say is the first one. It isn't, obviously. This one happened before. But this isn't even the first musical episode done by a TV series. Uh, I did some research. The first one was um, in the 60s with an episode of I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moonlight and did one as well. So, But um, this is it. Like, like people who say Buffy is the first one, like they're just ignorant, frankly, of their TV history. But also because I, I believe that this got a reference. This episode got a reference in the Buffy musical. I, th- oh, I read yeah. that somewhere. I don't know what the reference is, but I think cool. this episode got a reference. I remember, and I remember Zena the show references, being. Zena references mentioned. Buffy. Zena references Buffy a few times. Huh. Uh, there's a there's a bit where um you know when you know in season four when Gabrielle's putting on a play. And one of the other oh, yeah. plays that's being that's happening at the time is Buffus the Backeye Slayer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah. Certain. I certainly remember Zena being mentioned in Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because uh, I, I don't entirely think of them as contemporaneous. Hammer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I yeah, they so. are contemporaneous though. That's the thing. Well, yeah. uh, or rather, Zena was just ending as Buffy was becoming. Oh. Yeah. Popular, I think. So yeah, but. Um, so the Buffy musical, I think, did this really well and successfully mm. because the Buffy musical really brought a lot of issues that were happening in that season to the fore in a way yeah. um, that wouldn't have worked otherwise. It was like things people were keeping secrets, yeah. you know, mm. secrets and lies like we talked about last week. Yeah, the, and the, the the example that springs to mind is the, the Willow Tara thing mm-hmm. where, where Willow's starting to get into kind of her magic addiction yeah. Phase and hiding things and she's and, wiping and Tara's memory is, I'm yeah. under your spell yeah and that's and it's, really it's good it's very romantic and it's about mm-hmm. I love you I'm under your spell but actually Tara you are under her spell because yeah, she's that's... wiping your memory that, so you don't yeah it's all that that's the thing it's got so it's the metaphorical layers. layer of it at the beginning when she does it the first time yeah. and then in the reprise reprise however you pronounce it yeah. when she sings it at the end it's like actually <laughs> And it goes into a really sort of minor, uh, minor key as well at that point. Yeah. Too, anyway, yeah, so, so it, it re- th- truths are revealed, not obviously not inadvertently, but things are uh, mm. spoken and sung in one mode, but but reveal, mm-hmm. bring bring yeah. bring those things to the fore. So that was a really successful musical um, mm. episode of a, a show, and like the ones that I consider to be just like gimmicks, is things like the Grey's Anatomy musical. That was just a jukebox musical. I bet I don't like jukebox musicals. I don't like it when shows just have them yeah. singing popular songs. Like fucking write your songs, if you're gonna do it. Like, yeah, and also write your write your episode. It's like a like yeah. a song fic as well. No, write. Yeah, what that's want, what it is. It's just other a song people's fic. words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I, but I, but I think my problem. I I don't like jukebox musicals in general. Like mm. Mamma Mia, I've never seen it. I'm never. I don't want to. Um, I want to see if I'm going to see a musical. I've I want to see one. I want to see one that was written to be a musical, and you've written your songs. Like, what's your favorite, guys? What's your favorite musicals, stage musicals? Oh my oh, gosh. gosh! Oh, I love a lot of them. Rebecca, I think at the moment is my favorite. Maybe I don't know that. I thought Rebecca oh. the musical. I don't know it. Yeah, the, as in Daphne du Maurier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rebecca. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Ooh, haven't seen yeah. um, old old Much school. I that. would say either Guys and Dolls or Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. But more recently, um, 
I think probably I, I love Hamilton, but I would yeah. say probably Wicked, and that yeah, does a same. lot of the same stuff, Ooh, that layered yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, same. I right, was say right wicked. from the the opening bars of the opening song. Yeah, yeah. About the nature of goodness and wickedness, and yeah, the, there's a lot of stuff that then comes out later on. So that that mm. that kind of layering and how you see people making decisions. Mm-hmm. In the course, you see something of their interior life when they sing that you don't necessarily see when it's yeah. That's speech. the point of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The other thing that this reminded me of, and this is this is sort of shameless self promotion. And we've I know we've <laughs> talked about this off air. I can't remember if we t- if we've mentioned it on air, but we um we met through writing for for another fandom, um, mm. and I wrote uh this kind of cod Shakespeare. Yeah, thing, yeah. um, and I wrote two versions because I, because I'm me, I wrote it in iron bit <laughs> pentameter, and then I thought, oh, people are going to hate this. I'm, I actually, I'm just going to write a, pr- a prose version as well. And I found that there were things that I just felt I couldn't do. Yeah, writing it in prose that I could do writing in verse, and it was kind of the same thing. Yeah. It kind of removed things at a level away from reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that lets you do slightly surreal things or lets you do yeah yeah um yeah and we needed to be transported in, yeah in that inner world like we we yeah. had to be and you, you can't just film that otherwise you're just looking at somebody's face crunching a bit or whatever so you mm-hmm. have to you have to go to to poetry and to music and and all that and i wonder actually as well i said that to wonka but i don't know enough about it but there's also um uh, musical uh, keys are associated with is that keys i don't know yeah. but they are associated with um with the tarot cards as well and i wonder if the songs are actually oh, in those keys that would be very interesting i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them i think yeah they probably yeah. are but believe it. I, I have no way of to check so i don't know i don't know how that works okay so if somebody knows that sort of thing right then, in then yeah right, right in, in then, right then, in lads yeah yeah they won't. yeah it's <laughs> in interesting it's yeah. interesting what you were saying there, Flam, about how that you could do things in the verse that you couldn't in the prose. And I totally mm. saw that when I read it. I yeah. was like, if you're not reading the verse, you're missing. You're missing out. Um, yeah. But I think that's yeah. um, really interesting. Like, you know, because like Shakespearean plots are often very um, unreal. Like, if you if yeah. you attempt to translate it into the real world, yeah. it fails. Like Romeo and Juliet. Oh, they've just met. Ooh. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're missing the yeah. point. You're missing the point. Yeah. It's a it, the whole thing is a, a condensation of human experience, right? Yeah, and yeah. that's what poetry, music, and art does, and that's what this episode does. It condenses yeah. this huge human yeah, experience. A, like into... the tarot, it's a it's a distillation of yeah, yeah, yeah. everything down into this very intense, um, yeah, emotional, spiritual, yeah, musical. Yeah. So yeah, yeah people. Minutes. The people who try to criticise this on the basis of on like lack of realism or whatever. I just feel like they sort of missed the point and yeah. um, kinda of sad Absolutely. for them that they don't have a soul. So yeah. Um. No, and- <laughs> yeah. But also what a risk to take as well, I think, yeah. for yeah. the for the people that made the show that they yeah. they because they took it seriously. They didn't go like, haha, here's a musical. They took it so they seriously that they took it to the extreme. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It must have things. been a it must have been an expensive Theater. episode. The the mm. the really detailed costumes the you know, just the you know the, these big production numbers a lot of yeah. changes of costume a lot of yeah. changes of scene yeah yeah i know can that we have the... a can we have a moment 
<laughs> for Aries in his big old crown, his yeah. breastplate and his big blue skirt. What a, what a look. <laughs> what an outfit. That man could wear anything. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Did yeah. wear everything. Thank you. Even at the moment, you, that's, I just needed that. We even... Um, We'll forgive the terrible beard thing that he's still got. Yeah. Oh, the chin, the chin strap. Chin strap. Yeah. <laughs> chin strap. Cheekbone strap. Cheekbone. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I do know that. I, I think the shoot was a, a sort of a normal length, but I know that the editing took twice as long. Oh, as a I normal can episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And one thing actually fell out of the editing, terror-wise, I think. But did it? I know because uh, yeah. Well, if if my theory is correct, then right. If they are building this cube, which I think uh-huh. it must be, but um, they they do Callisto like says like the Aleph I am, and she also does the voiceover for the Hanged Man, but uh-huh. she doesn't do the voiceover for for the Shin for the Judgment okay. for the. There's uh-huh. no voiceover there. Interesting. That's, that's odd. Whereas everything is symmetrical, like in in those yeah. thirds, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. and that is not. So either the the editors didn't realise that it was important and cut it out. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Because Callisto had disappeared yeah. from the episode by that point. Sorry? But Callisto yeah. had disappeared, you know. Uh, no, she like was actual... Well, no, I think that, I, I don't think, I think they were just representations of hatred, but like Callisto, from yeah. the singing yeah. perspective yes. and like yes. doing yes. the thing, true. she you does the, well, that was she comes in, Callisto. yeah, when she comes in dressed as, is it the Justice card? She's got the uh, yes, yeah, yeah. After after Zena's um, yeah. killed Gabriel, and then her and yeah. Joxer, who's dressed as what is he? The uh, hermit. Hermit. Yeah. Um, the hermit. Yeah. Uh, and then they both fade out, and then yeah. Ares fades out, and everyone else fades out, and then from that point on, the only real people are real people. You see yeah. what I mean? Are Zena and Gabriel? Yeah, yeah, and so they're left alone yeah. together with the with yeah. each other. You know. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So it's an odd choice to 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 leave it out, I think. But mm, at yeah. the same time, maybe it was done on purpose. I don't know. Yeah, but it must have been a lot of editing. Yeah. Yeah. Because wow. it's, it's more yeah. difficult to edit sort of music wow, yeah. than it is just mm. back and forth shots here and there. Yeah. You need to layer the sound over as well, because uh, as I will discover when I'm attempting to match up our three tracks <laughs> um, like I was explaining this to my wife last night about how it is pretty straightforward to to edit these episodes normally because I'm just like layering up me and, me and Flam our yeah, clap yeah. goes clap you know and then we'll cut the clap out my clap Lona. will go clap clap yeah clip clap <laughs> yeah um, but when we've done when I've when I've edited a podcast before with three people mm. it's it's not like one bit more difficult is like exponentially more difficult to. It's also a cube of space. Three <laughs> to keep track of now. <laughs> we're, we, we're, we're all we're greater than the sum of our parts. We're dancing the triangle yeah. together. So. Oh, yeah. very nice. <laughs> all right. I feel like we may have been talking for about two hours. So, um, <laughs> so, um, do any of you, do either of you want to say anything more, or are we pretty much okay? No, I was expecting more songs from you. From me? No, I don't feel yeah. I, my I, my throat feels a bit. Oh, my throat feels. Oh. I feel. I feel I'm Your fans will off. be disappointed. I mean, I'm not yeah, a target group. Such a pretty voice. Such a pretty. I've got voice. such a pretty oh. voice. Oh, you got such a pretty voice. This is like she when has. my mum. She's got a beautiful voice. This She's is now sick. reminding me of when my mum tries to get me to sing, um, <laughs> solos in the car on the way home from mass, right, and she didn't right. feel the oh, soloist. Did you get enough job? 
And I'm like, Mum, I can't sing this. I only know the alto part. I don't know the melody. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I can only sing when I'm inspired by the muse. My music's actually very personal to me. Uh, no, I'm not a wanker, but um, it is just, it, it, it makes me, it makes my soul curl up like a fucking prawn in a, in a, in a <laughs> frying pan. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway. Okay, so uh, rating for this episode, 15 out of 10, yes? Like, Easily, yeah. Yeah, the goodest boy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got. Uh, I really loved it before, but I think Dave's um, thesis there has given me uh, even more sort of. I yeah, like. I, I feel like it's a fucking triumph, like a masterpiece, like literally. Yeah, it, it is. Possibly. I mean, it might not. I don't know if it's my favorite, like the one I would watch over and over again. Well, I do. I could. I could watch it over and over again. I think I've watched it four times in the last week, <laughs> and I don't get bored of it. But yeah, um, there are probably episodes that I love more. For other reasons, I don't know, but this might be the best one they ever made. I don't know. Mm. From a technical standpoint, from a yeah, yes, probably from an ambition, you know, I don't know. Yes, yeah. See, have anyone? It's, it's certainly the most innovative, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I see all the people that disagree with that now. Um, yeah, <laughs> they can fight us. Come on then. Yeah, fight us. Yeah, we'll fight come. Us. Oh, the, we three weaklings will come. I know. <laughs> they catch you on a, for yourself. They catch you on one of your mistletoe days, though, days, though, days. Though, like, <laughs> yeah, <you'll>... exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is not one of them, basically. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll okay, fight then. you on another day. We'll fight yeah. you. Fight you when <laughs> yeah, we've pending. had our mistletoe. Fight, um, fight, fight. Yeah. Pending. Yeah. Right. Okay then. Well. Good, good chat. Thank you very much for being on, Dave. Thank you for yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Like, um, bringing up the you fun. Know, for giving in after the six months of harassment. <laughs> it was fun. I learned a lot because it's actually like watching this. I learned a lot of more correspondences and things, and so it yeah. was very interesting. It was very uh, yeah. It was a good study. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm Fabulous. I I'm going straight back to to watch it again with some of this new knowledge that I have yeah. and I, I'm sure it will raise more questions I appreciate um, it even but we'll probably never talk about it again because there's an nice. e- another episode next week <laughs> <laughs> and, we, and you know life goes on yeah. <laughs> what, does what is that episode oh good episode spoilers, spoilers. Um, so next week <laughs> we'll be back to talk about one against an army oh that is sure be there my or favorite. be somewhere else it's entirely up to you or be a triangle thanks Dave for joining us and we'll see you next week bye 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 thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me Wonko and her Professor Flim Flam follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice we're on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app Feel free to leave us a review, but only if it's a good one. Bye!